Welcome to Preacher Head Ministries with your host, Pastor Stevie Robinson. Today's lesson, the Day of Atonement, a closer look at Jesus, the High Priest. And now let us join the lesson already in progress. Man, this is like truly the volume of the whole book. He's going in. Is that right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. And I'll pick it up in verse 1. It said, Moreover, brother, and I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. A lot of people get the, the declaration of this gospel. Mm -hmm. That's what Isaiah preached in his days. Mm -hmm. uh, Leaves out report. report. But when you have this preached to you, if that conjunction right there, yeah. if you don't keep in memory and continue to practice yes, sir. what is being preached to you, then it will all be in that, you know, these were Corinthians who were baptized. Actually, these were uh, 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 Greeks who had been baptized. And basically, he was writing a letter to them, letting them know what to keep in their mind, lest they would have taken this name in vain. Yeah. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That's right. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. We'll skip down to verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, I'll say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead. And this is a verse that just, just, just came to me. Yes, sir. So this is how uh, you know the Lord is working. It's because... This is a statement that lets you know the importance of those two clothes. Sure. I always looked at it as just an argument about life after death. Sure. But if why would he need both of those clothes if it wasn't a resurrection? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. 13. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. Mm -hmm. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching in vain and your faith is also in vain. Yeah, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. Is that right? For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, ye are yet in your sins. Yeah, it's actually a really big deal. It is. We gotta understand that. Some people don't believe that Christ rose from the dead because I mean, you have you have the the uh, the, uh, the so-called Jew Esau, that's just called Liz, who says he, he just believes that they give Jesus a, uh, a physical presence. He came into the world, right? And like I believe some of the the Muslims will acknowledge that Jesus came into the world, right? But they don't believe that he was the savior of the world. So they don't believe in the resurrection. Is that right? So if they don't believe that, then they won't come up under the atonement to have their sins removed. And yet they will be in their sins when he shows up. And guess who's going out to pray for the sin? They will. 
That's how come it's important to know. Still in your sins. Still in your sins. Lord, just keep us believing, please. Keep us believing. Yes, sir. Now let's go to Isaiah 53. Uh huh. Because we just we were just talking about this one. Uh -huh. Since that verse one. Who have believed our report? Who have the report? The report is written in every language. There is no speech or language where the report is not heard or read or written. Read it, please. It says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who is the arm of the Lord? It's Jesus. Right? Verse 2 says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant mm -hmm. and as a root out of a dry ground. That's Israel because Israel is dry bones. Read, please. He had no form of comeliness, mm -hmm. and when we shall see him, there is no beauty we should desire. So this is descriptive of Jesus' actual physical um, attributes. He was not a handsome guy that when you saw him, the women said, oh, he is so, girl, did you see him? <laughs> he is so tall, and he's so handsome. The book said, when you see him, there is no beauty that you, we should desire. He was a regular-looking brother. Finish, please. He is despised and rejected of men. He's despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. Isn't that something? And we hid as it were our faces from him. We still do. Isn't that something? He still despised and rejected of men. Read it, please. He was despised and we esteemed him not. No, he didn't. Surely he had borne our grief. So wait a minute. Who's grief? That's how come he's acquainted with him. Because he's born it. He's born our griefs, our sins. That's grief. Read it, please. And carried our sorrows. Our sorrows. Read it. Yet we did not. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So we, he, we, yet we did esteem him what? Stricken and smitten of who? God. Because God, it pleased, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Read, please. But he was wounded for our transgressions. So, because so, he did no sin, he was without sin. So, he was wounded for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquity. The beating that he took, people, was for us. We didn't take it. Read it, please. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Mm -hmm. And with his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. He didn't say, so that means presently, right? Right. So, the, right. So, it, it is. This is so great. Thank you, Lord. Read more, please. Verse 10, skipping down verse 10. 10. Yes, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. We just read that. Why? Because God the Father, God so loved the world. It pleased him to do it. Read. He had put him to grief. He is the one that put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. So what is he again? Sin offering. What was the atonement about? It is a sin offering. Is that right? So Jesus is the atonement. He is the sin offering, but when his soul was made an offer for sin, what would happen after that? He shall see his seed. He shall see his seed. That is, those are the ones that follow after. Those are the ones that come and be baptized into his body. They are not born of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God. So he shall see his seed. And what else? Go ahead. He told you in, in Genesis chapter 3. Every seed? That, no, no. The, 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 the woman. woman. Satan is going to be an enmity between, uh, between a woman and her seed. And that woman was the church. Yes, sir. Whom the Lord impregnated with the word. Wow. Which 
He is. So that's not he. That's not he. She's just a vessel. So the woman is the church. So that is her seed. The woman. Wow. Okay. So he said. He shall see his seed. Now he's gonna see his result. Uh-huh. He shall prolong his days. That means he's gonna prolong his days because he's gonna raise him up and give him everlasting life. Read it. And the and, and pleasure. the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. In the, in the hands of the Son. But what is the pleasure of the Lord? That the, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, of the kingdom, the power, and the glory of That is the pleasure of the Lord. It is going to prosper in the hands of the one. Who has become the atonement people? Continue, sir. So Lemon says, He shall see of the travail of his soul. So the father is going to see the beating and travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied. And he's gonna say, Man, well done, my faithful servant. Isn't that something? He's gonna be satisfied when he when he got because he said he pleased the Lord the bruiser, right? That's satisfaction. Struggle. A lot of us get tangled in the struggle. Man, 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 man. Even Jesus got tangled up in the struggle. Now you understand. I keep thinking, Jesus, I keep saying on the night that Jesus, Jesus came into the world to do this, right? His zeal was for three and a half years. He was like turning over tables and you know, and the preaching God. But on the night that he was came from to do this, he wanted out. That's how hard it was. Isn't that something? So he said, well, he's going to see the travail of his soul. Is that what he said? And, and, shall be satisfied. and shall be satisfied. Go ahead. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify the men. Well, justify men is where to justify once again is to clean again because what? We're destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. So that's how come we're going to be destroyed. So, and we will stay destroyed as long as we remain unjustified. And we perish for lack of so we can't see past the struggle. No, sir. Nah. Right? And he said, and finished in 11, uh -huh. he shall bear that iniquity. Wow, that's because he's going to bear the iniquity so that you can become justified by the blood that he shed. What a great plan. And then what he's going to do after that? He says, therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. He divide who? Jesus. A portion with what? The great. That's the Father. Is that right? Because when he rose, he said, "What well, all power. Right? He was with the great then. Read it, please. And he shall divide this world with the strong. So whatever Jesus is inheriting, he's going to divide it with the, with the, with the, with the, strong, the spoil with us, the strong. If he can be strong and hold on. Right? Isn't that something he's going to divide? Because we are joint heirs with Christ, right? So whatever Christ got, guess what? We get why? Because he had poured out his soul unto death. Wow. And he was numbered with the transgressors. Those are the two thieves on the cross. And he bare the sin of many. You notice he said many, not all. Because all will not take advantage. So he's not bearing the sins of everybody. Only the ones that, because someone is going to be the atonement when he comes back. Some people are going to the lake of fire. That's how come he's not all. And, and made intercession for the transgressors. Is that what he did? What a great God. What a great plan. What a day of atonement to take a closer look at people so we can understand what's going on. Let's go to <clears throat> Exodus 29. <clears throat> now, and I'll start reading in verse 1. And this is the thing that thou shalt do unto them to hollow them, to minister unto me in the priest's office. Take one young bullock 
and two rams without blemish, and unleavened bread, and cakes unleavened, tempered with oil, and wafers unleavened, anointed with oil, of wheat and flour, shalt thou make them. And thou shalt put them in, into one basket, and bring them in the basket with the bullock and the giraffe. And this is a process in which the Lord is uh, to make his priest. Yes, sir. Well, ready to do his yes sir his job yes sir so you, you know if you run in a company give the guy the uniform and yes, get, him, right. get him prepared get him some training that's right don't just throw anybody yeah, out there right that's one thing Israel did when the when the nation split yes they were not prepared right and so that's why mm -hmm. they tell let's just get down first now and thou shalt gird them with girls Aaron and his sons and put the bonnets on them. So we're talking the high priest office then, right? And the priest office shall be theirs for a perpetual statute, and thou shalt consecrate Aaron and his sons. So we're separating Aaron and his sons from the regular Levite, mm -hmm. and this is a perpetual thing for the sure. Uh -huh. And thou shalt cause a bullock to be brought before the tabernacle of the congregation, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the bullock, and thou shalt kill the bullock before the Lord, by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Now, why are they putting their heads on the bullock? That's one thing that represents putting the sins on yes, sir. this day. Yes, sir. This yes, sir. And this is exactly what Jesus did. He put all the sins on us. And you notice how particular God is with what he wants done in terms of the protocol. What, in terms of everything, like you make sure you put it into the basket, not only on the side, outside of the basket. Everything, you, you, you know, is just Aaron and his sons, right? Because anybody else that did this was considered a stranger, even if he was another Levi, and they would die on the spot. Isn't that something? Well, let's try to go take a, a closer look and see at this atonement and see what it means. Hebrews 9, I'm going to pick it up at verse 1. Hebrews 9 and verse 1. Where it reads. Mm -hmm. Then verily, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. That's what we were just reading. We were reading about the worldly sanctuary. Go ahead. For there was a tabernacle made, mm -hmm. the first wherein was the candlestick mm -hmm. and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Go ahead. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. The, well, after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. Read, please. Which had the golden silver mm -hmm. and the ark of the covenant mm -hmm. overlaid round about with gold. Where was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant? So that's the Ten Commandments, right? So you, everything was in here was specific. Is that right? Read it, please. And, and verse 5 says, And over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, uh -huh. of which we cannot now speak particularly. Why? Because it did, they had lost the Ark of the Covenant. No one knew where it was in the days of Paul. And right. like no one knows where it is now. It is said it's in Ethiopia. Right about then. Right it doesn't make a difference, right? Because it doesn't mean nothing. Even if you did have it, it's, not, it's irrelevant. Right? Verse 6, sir. Now, when these things were thus ordained, mm -hmm. the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. That's the regular priest we're talking about. Go ahead. But into the second went the high priest alone, mm -hmm. once every year, not without blood. Uh, not without blood, right? What did he do with the blood? Which he offered for himself. First. 
hands for the errors of the people. So much for preachers being all of that, right? So, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're gonna be preachers, right? So, and jumping gonna begin at the house, right? So, but the high piece is only going, and you know that the Detroit Aaron, right, don't come in at all times, right? So this is that you know this is the time that he was talking about about that day. We're coming once a year, but and when you come back here, have some blood, right? <laughs> the, right? Which he offered for the errors of the people, the sins of the people. Verse eight. The Holy Ghost is signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. So the way. It was not the, the, the way into the holiest of all. That's Jesus again, or to the Father even. Was not yet made manifest while that particular Ark of the Covenant, Tabernacle, tent, all of the things that were in it, the bread and showbread, was standing. So as long as it existed, the way to get into the Father was not manifest. Continue, please. Nicest, which was a figure for the time then present. So it was just a figure for the time then present. Finish, please. In which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect. So the high priest would get even when he did it, it was still a, 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 a formalism, right? As pertaining to what? As pertaining to the constitution. So because that's what you gotta do. Your mind gotta be right. Right? Because it goes so so it could never make your mind right. Is that what it right? Even though they did it, but it could never make your mind perfect toward God while this particular tabernacle tent was standing. Which which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washing uh -huh. and cardinal, cardinal, cardinal orders uh -huh. imposed on them. Wait a minute, it was an imposition? So it was imposed on them. Until when? To reform it, we got to do something new. Is that right? Because this is the first covenant we're talking about, right? Wow. Keep reading. Uh -huh. But Christ being come and high priest of good things. Also, we are now understanding that Aaron and his sons were just loaning, they were loaned the priesthood, right? Until the time of reformation. It was the schoolmaster to bring you to the real high priest, right? But Christ being coming high priest of good things to come because those things were just a shadow of good. Did we were going to leave that too, right? I know I'm going before the God, right? Right, go ahead. Things in the heavens should be purified with these. So wait a minute. 
So everything they were doing on this earth in terms of the uh, blueprint is a pattern of something else that already exists in heaven. So it was necessary that the patterns of the things in heaven should be purified with these things. Go ahead. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. That's Jesus. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, uh -huh. which are the figures of the truth. So it was the only a figure of the true actual sacrifice. But where is he entered into? But into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So wait a minute, to appear in the presence of God for us, because he's making intercession. Go ahead, sir. 25, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. Also the blood of others, right? That we know it was animals, right? It was the blood of others. It wasn't their own blood because even that law was imposed on them so their blood wouldn't be shed. Mercy even in the sacrificial. Man, you just keep showing mercy all of us. You kill you, but bring it out. Right? But now since it was pointed to me, yeah, now you don't want to let me die? You're okay. You're the beast. Now. So I'm gonna man, man without knowledge of the truth. He's just yeah. right, like the beast that bears there. Good. Oh, 26 Go ahead. But then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. Yeah, in other words, if he had to do it every year, man, he'd be every year. Christ would have to die. We? But now once. Once. In the end of the world. So when he died, this was the beginning of the end. Read it. Have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself? Man, this is just like. This is a closer look at the atonement, and it is indeed a closer look. I'm seeing so much with this. Read verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, uh -huh. but after this the judgment. This is what people don't realize. This is the thing they don't realize. You can get by, but you're not going to get away. Because he told you in Genesis 6, 120 years or so. Yes, sir. Your time is up. Read that last when verse. Says, so Christ was once offered, once offered to bear the sins of many. Not all again, remember? He just said in many. He keeps making it in many because he said better sins of all. Right, right, right. Everybody be jumping up and down. Right? And to them that look for him uh -huh. shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Toward salvation. So salvation is not coming until he appears the second time. Is that right? Wow. What a great plan. Thank you, Jesus. This is, this is a closer look at it. No, man, I would have to say it's a closer look at their tongue. Right? Let's go to the Hebrews, the 10th chapter, sir. Mm -hmm. Is that right? You got Matthew? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, let me see. What? Yeah, this is. You're right. Matthew, I'm sorry. Look at Matthew chapter uh, 26, just one quick verse. Yes, sir. Because it, it's going to. Say the same one of the keywords. Yeah, uh -huh. It said, "For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, many. for the remission <laughs> of sin." No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I read that three times. So many people get the message. Yeah, wow, man! It doesn't have to go that way. It doesn't have to go that way. I'm calling you, everybody, right? Uh huh. Hebrews ten, and I'll read at verse eleven. And every priest. Standing daily, ministering, and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. 
But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. So this is this is simple stuff that we're reading. The the Levitical priesthood was pretty much and something that for us to see exactly what the Lord's plan was. Yes. So you, from us reading it, since we weren't in that generation, mm -hmm. we are seeing what his actual plan was yes, sir. in the spiritual through Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. And what those a great plan. And those that were probably Jesus. living in it couldn't even they see it. They couldn't even see it. Wow. Except for very few, except for the, the many that saw it. Yes, sir. Um, skipping down to verse 18 says, Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. So where removal of the sin is, of these, but removal of sin, right? There's no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. Boldness. Have you, what? Boldness. boldness. Go ahead. To enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus, when you enter the blood of Jesus, you are going through the Jesus is the veil into the most holy place, to the Father, where the mercy is, right? So you got boldness. Wow, he's having boldness, right? Because you have to understand, uh, you have to consider the cost when you do this. That's why it says boldness. And it's a, and, and it's a right of, of all of us. Mm -hmm. we, we see in <laughs> when we look at this part of the word of God, mm -hmm. we're looking at the recovery process. Yes, sir. The recovery is getting back to the kingdom. Yes, sir, bro. That we had at first, right? We had it first. Wow. And it's Explain been, that. What do you mean we had it first? Well, when Adam was given the kingdom, he rebelled. Yes, sir. So he so was a king. He was a king. Mm -hmm. And he rebelled and moved away from the Lord. Therefore, the Lord took everything away. And that is why we need to be salvaged. Not, and, and also, the Lord, through his own word, said in the day that you eat this, you shall die. So not only did the kingdom get snatched from wow. him, if you could have lived like a bank of on the only man on earth, yeah. but the Lord also killed him. He killed him. And mercy was in that. And mercy was in that, because it wasn't the same. No, which he should have got. But, that's real mercy because the angels sinned too, did they not? Did they break the same? What is sin? Transgressing the law. So they didn't break a different law than Adam, right? Oh, the rest of us are breaking, right? But what pillar did they get? They got the leg of fire, right? You didn't get that, right? Why? Because he so loves you so much. That's the mercy. So in making you mortal, killing you, it was a mercy killing. And with that, now the Lord has to salvage us. Yes, and that's what this lesson is about. Yes, sir. But it's also basically to get us back to where we were on our throne. Rules of, our, of, of this earth. Back on the throne. So when when he says that, uh, what does the scripture say here? When he says that uh, having boldness. Yes, sir. This is a right of yours. If you put yourself under the blood of Jesus, you have the, the, the boldness to walk to him. With mercy, yes, sir. If you walk in certain yeah, careful. you have the boldness to ask for what you need. Yes, sir, bro. You have the boldness to, like, like my, your children and my children, won't hesitate they, to ask for what they need. Especially if they have obeyed you. Especially they don't. Right, you, they will be relentless. Pulling we, on we you. We see that on uh, common television. Sure, sure, movie. sure. Then I got all A's. Where's well, my car? You said right. you're gonna get hit by a circle with the tassels right. on it. Where? Right, right. 
see, and, and, and great analogy, because see, men lie. Well, son, I need to check, uh, they get my check like I'm supposed to, or whatever. God can't lie. So this is the great thing about it. So he told you to come, let us come boldly before the throne of grace, right? That we may receive grace to help in the time of need, right? It says 20, by a new and living way which he have consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Is that right? And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Man, I believe I'm gonna get this. I'm assured, right? Because you have obeyed and you know God can't lie. And if you ask him for what you need, if it's according to his will, he is going to give it to you. Is that right? Full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled what? From an evil conscience. Because he told you that that blood of the bulls and goats could not make the one that did it perfect as pertaining to what? The conscience. But this blood, will, your hearts are sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed what? With pure water. Oh boy, this is such a great thing. Let's go to Psalms in 119. I'll read it for it. It says, God, at verse 73, mm -hmm. God, thy hand hath made me and fashioned me. This is Jesus talking. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Isn't that something? Read, please. They that fear thee will be glad when they see thee. Oh, because those that, when all the multitudes that were following Jesus, they knew it was the ones that believed. They knew it was the ones that the prophets had spoken of. So they were glad. They saw him. Why? Because I have hoped in thy word. And so did they, and so do we. Go ahead, please. Let those that fear thee turn unto me. So he said, Lord, let those that fear thee, Father, turn unto me. Because you cannot come to Jesus unless the Father draw you, right? Go ahead. And those that have known thy testimony. Known thy testimony. So you have to know the word of God. You have to have knowledge so that you will not be destroyed. Let's go to St. John 6 chapter. The bigger of verse 44. And I'll read it for you. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Like you said, the Father has to draw them. Sure. And for them, for us to even recognize the Holy Messiah. Yes. And then the Lord said he's going to raise us up at the last day. Yes, sir. Which is something that everybody should keep in mind that today is not the last No, day. it's not. And tomorrow won't be the last That's day. that. We're talking about the last spiritual day. Yes, sir. In this flesh. Yes, sir. And, and, and even though <clears throat> you know it's the last day, that doesn't give you latitude to uh, not get your thing together. You know, because some things are, well, you know, hey, you know, I know that the, the great tribulation haven't started yet, and I'm looking at the signs, but you haven't quite got your thing together. Lord told you, your time is always. Just because you know about this time period doesn't mean that you're going to have to make it there. Right? It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. Isn't that something? Right. That's something. But well, this is good stuff here. Let's go to St. John the 10th chapter. And I'll read for you. Barely, barely, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. 
Yeah, it's no man that owns the house unless he's locked his keys and been climbing up the window. Yes, sir. So you see that, then you already know. You have a topic to treat us a thief and a robber. So is that how Lord going to treat us if we come to another door? Oh, what is another door? Is that another guy? See that? God, yeah, yeah, another Jesus, because there's another gospel, right, by another spirit, right? So you can, you're trying to get to the sheepfold through that door, it, you, it's an exercise of futility. But he that enters, in, verse 2, but he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Isn't that something? So he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, right? Yes, sir. Then said Jesus unto them, Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Yeah, a lot of people that have come um, pretending or claiming to be the door. Yes, sir. And a lot of these have dressed themselves, even almost like the Lord. Yes, sir. And have fooled and have gotten a lot of people. Millions and gazillions. So the Lord said that his true sheep have not heard that. No, they have not heard that. They, they knew that he was, you know, you were singing. Yeah. And when, and when somebody, uh, you you can sing somebody's tune, but they'll know that ain't James Brown. Yes, sir. He's doing a good job. Like right, that. right. But that's not James. That's not James Brown. Right. So, so the sheep know the Lord's voice. Yes, sir. I, I can hear that melody right there. That's sir. Okay, keep going. He's uh, uh, at verse nine. Uh -huh. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out, shall go in and out and find pasture. Wow, that's cold. I mean, he's giving you freedom and liberty. That's what liberty. You, liberty. You, you was a king. Liberty in Christ Jesus. Right. In and out, where, wherever you want to go. Wow, that's something. Thank you for that one. Going to Joel chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where we at Joel chapter two? Let's look at it, please. I'm pretending I'll read. Uh huh. Says the earth shall quake before them, uh -huh. the heavens shall tremble, uh -huh. the sun and moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shine. This is the second coming of the Lord, actually. And this is if we look at this chapter, it's talking about the coming of the Medes and the Persians upon the uh, uh, the uh, seat of the beast, as we read last week. But it's giving you also the, the signs of that we did in the day of the Lord. The sun and the moon shall be dark, so we know what time it is. It's the day of the Lord. Go ahead. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, uh -huh. for his camp is very great, uh -huh. but he is strong that executed his word. Go ahead. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Now, we dealing with the atonement, but we're back in the day of the Lord again. We've done two lessons back in a row, but we're dealing with the atonement. But we see here that the Lord is coming. The, the day of the Lord is the day of atonement that he's coming. Right? Finish it, please. It says, and who can abide? And who can abide? Because it told you in that revelation, so who gonna be able to stand? Only the righteous, right? Go ahead now. He's giving you some a a a tip. Here's a godly tip. I like to call this. Go ahead. Therefore, also now, say the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. How? And with fasting. So turn with fasting. And with weeping. And with weeping. And with mourning. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Since you, so when you understand this, 
then you will be sorrowful. Blessed are they that mourn. Right? Right? So now that you know that these things are evident, turn to Lord with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Go ahead. And rend your heart and not your God. In other words, change your heart. That's going to change your outward appearance. Rend your mind. Go ahead. And turn to the Lord your God. And go ahead. For he is gracious and merciful. Ooh. Slow to anger. Man, not slow to anger. That don't mean, but when you when you get it to that point, hey, there's no remedy. But he's slow to get there. Read. And of great kindness. Of little kindness, right? Great. Oh, man. Great kindness. And what will he do when you turn? And repent him of the evil. So he was the jury. He had a determination to do something to you. But he sees you turning with your whole heart with fasting and weeping and mourning. And he, the evil that he was certainly going to send on you, he said, Angel, don't do it. He's changing his, I see him changing his ways. He showed us an example that mm -hmm. would be during uh, it, uh, Jonah. Yes, he, he did. Was, he was going to destroy them. Yes, he was. They they, yes. they they went into what? Man, you know what? They told you in Jonah. <laughs> the king fasted. He made the cows and the beasts fast. <laughs> now, I don't know. Whatever Jonah was, that had to be some message to the game. for listening to Preacher Head Ministries with your host, Pastor Stevie Robinson. For more information, please visit our website, PreacherHead.org. Join us each Friday night at 9 p.m. on our YouTube channel, Preacher Head Ministries, for our live weekly Friday night Bible study class. Our phone number is 1-800-231-2016. Again, that's 1-800-231-2016. 2016. We bid you grace and peace in Jesus' mighty name. Preacher Head, Preacher Head.
Welcome to Preacher Head Ministries with your host, Pastor Stevie Robinson. Today's lesson, the Day of Atonement, a closer look at Jesus, the High Priest. Well, welcome to uh, Preacher Head Ministries. Hi, you guys. It's Brother Nehemiah. The name of this lesson is the Day of Atonement, a closer look, a closer look. Well, we're going to open up uh, at Psalms, if you will. I'm going to Psalms 22. Here, I'm going to pick it up at the uh, 11th verse. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the mist of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a pot surge, and my tongue cleaveth from my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. I read Psalms 22, verses 11 through 19, and verses 25 through 28. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen and amen indeed. Well, how you doing? Very well. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Uh, this is a great day. It's great because it is symbolic of the Lord coming to be the propitiation for the whole world and to give everybody in this world, all the inhabitants of the earth, a chance to have their sins remitted and removed, to have them atoned by the shedding of his blood because the Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, St. John 3 and 16, that whosoever shall believe shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is what the initiative and will of God is. So this Day of Atonement, I'm going to take a closer look at it because if you are a Christian, then you should be doing this, no matter where you are in the world. If you are aligning yourself to Christ and Christianity, then it is imperative that you understand the importance of this day here. Would you agree? Well, most Christians are unfortunately not aware of it because they don't visit, they're not taught or trained to visit the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And those who are sometimes are very confused. In fact, I was at a Bible study um I want to say a month ago, mm -hmm. and I was just helping helping to open up a few scriptures in Leviticus, and a lot of people said that they never went into Leviticus mm -hmm. because it was very um, 
you know, just hard to understand to put mm-hmm. the, that culture that the children of Israel were taught to live by the law mm-hmm. um, into practice in today's world. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I realized that a lot of people, if you don't understand Leviticus or if it's too hard to go in there, it's going to be hard to find Jesus mm-hmm. right there. In and sure. And, and not understanding that uh, even in the New Testament that they trust, Jesus clearly states in Hebrews that he comes in the volume of the book, right? It is written of him to do the will. And what will is that? To die so that the world can be saved. So no matter where you go uh, in this book, uh, when you search from Genesis to Revelation, it is Jesus whom we are talking about. But this day uh, is an important day. And we're going to take a look to see the importance of having your sins atoned for and what it really means and how important it is in the future uh, for you to do this now so that in the future when the Lord comes back on the day of atonement as we read uh, uh, in the last two lessons that we have the, the day of the Lord is the uh, sacrifice for sin that he's going to make on the day of atonement. So if it's a sin sacrifice, then that's an atonement in itself. But the atonement will not be made with the blood of Jesus. It will be made with the blood of the men that he's going to slay from one end of the earth to the other because the Lord is determined to remove sin. And there's no removal or remission of the sin without the shedding of blood. So, go ahead, sir. Mm -hmm. If we don't allow Jesus to shed that blood, which Mm -hmm. he's already done for then you must shed your own. Our blood will do just fine. And so, but God is trying to uh, let us understand that his role as a high priest and and, and making intercession for the saints, right? So, let us get into this lesson, Uh, Let's go to the first of Leviticus, the, the 23rd chapter. Is that Leviticus, the 23rd chapter? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I type over there. Okay. So. Okay, well, yeah. I thought it was me. I know I chose the 23 there. So we're going to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, and we're going to pick it up at verse 1. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feasts of the Lord, mm-hmm. which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. So this is the church that began in the wilderness, and these are laws and statutes that were given them when it began in the wilderness, because they didn't have them before they came out of Egypt. See, most people don't understand that. It told you in Acts that this is he, that Moses, that was with the church in the wilderness. The church had to be sanitized by getting baptized. And then it was given the laws and statutes by which to live by. They didn't have them before. Right? So he's giving them the feast, the Lord, his feast, right? Which are to be proclamations and holy gatherings. Is that right? We do skip down to verse 26. Verse 26 mm-hmm. says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, also, on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. Uh-huh. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls, 
an offering, offering made by fire unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So here, go ahead. So we see here that the, the, on this tenth day of the seventh month, and we're not talking about July, because that you know people would say, well, what we're talking about according to the Lord's calendar, but this is a subject for another time. But on this tenth day of this month, there shall be a day of atonement. Right, it shall be in holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict yourselves, which means that you should go into some sort of supplication by fasting. And, and, and he said, often, often made by fire unto the Lord. But of course, when the Levitical priesthood was intact, that mechanism was in place. But since the veil of the temple rent, Jesus died, then there was no more need for sacrifices, right? But we see that these things were a, 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 a schoolmaster actually, to bring you to the ultimate sacrifice, right? And then Galatians 3, it tells you, right? The law was the schoolmaster, right? They don't understand that this is the schoolmaster, right? Verse 28, please. 28 says, and you shall do no work in that same day, mm-hmm. for it is the day of atonement, mm-hmm. to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. So we see here that this day of atonement is a day of atonement for what? For you. Is that right? Is that what it's saying? It's a day of atonement to make an atonement for you, right? Read, but let's skip down, please, to, uh, is it? Yeah, 29. 29 says, For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. Now, this is this is early in the church's infancy when he's giving the laws and statutes by which they are to be governed by and the order that should be kept in the church. Whatsoever soul, and it was a mixed multitude, it was an international church that came out, predominantly Israel, but we know that strangers had joined themselves on to the Lord in that particular great tribulation that happened in Egypt, right? So, just like it will be in the future, because this is nothing new, you know what I'm saying? But whatever soul it be, whether it was an Israelite or whether it was a stranger who did not afflict his soul, they would be cut off, meaning killed by God. Continue, please. And verse uh, 30, mm-hmm. and it says, And whatsoever soul it be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. So the Lord is letting you know that he is the one that will be issuing out the, the, the severity of you not keeping this, right? He will destroy you among his people, right? Continue, be say. 31 says, mm-hmm. You shall do no manner of work. Mm-hmm. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. So this day should be a day that if you are working, uh, you have a job that you shouldn't be doing no manner of work. That means even if you're not going to work for your boss, you should be doing no washing of the dishes or no uh, uh, cutting the lawn or no nailing up the uh, 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 frame of the pictures or whatever it is that you do. No manner of work throughout your generations. That means that it's supposed to be done from generation to generation, no matter where it is that you live. Is that right? Continue. 32. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. Uh-huh. And you shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even, from even unto even so, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. So you, it is a Sabbath. Is that right? At the ninth day, so when the sun when the when the sun goes down, it even on the ninth day, you're into the tenth day. So it'd be so well, that seems confusing. Now, no, you have to understand that it's the evening and the morning that make the day, according to Genesis, right? So here we see that this atonement is given among the feast days, along with the commandments, along with the statutes and judgments in which the church is to 
to live uh, by and to serve God according to his holy ordinances. Is that right? Now, so it is a fast. But we're going to take a closer look at the fast, the mentality in, in, in which you should have when you fast and when you're afflicting your soul because we should fast often, not just on this day, first of all. But this is a day when you don't have a choice if you are going to enter into God's kingdom once you know about it. You should be urgent to do it. We go to Isaiah 58 to take a look at how a fast should be done and what mindset should be done, even on this day. So we're going to take a look at something. You want me to read it? Sure. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to Isaiah 58. Mm -hmm. And we'll start at verse 1. It says, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. So the first thing we're supposed to do is cry aloud. Mm -hmm. Be vocal about teaching God's righteousness sure. and, and letting the people know what they're doing wrong. Exactly. You don't have to be all in your face. Yes, sir. But you do have to be matter of fact about showing them what they're doing wrong so they can correct themselves. And this is what he's telling Isaiah to do to these people. Yes, sir. Verse 2. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They asked of me the ordinances of justice. They delight in approaching, approaching the God. Now, the Lord is specifically speaking to the house of Jacob. Yes, he is, sir. Because they are the forerunners for what the whole world is supposed exactly. to be. The Lord is beginning his kingdom and begins with, uh, with one people. Yes. And he's adding on. That's why they, he calls them their firstborn. Mm -hmm. But yet he tells them here that they seek me daily. Yes. You know, the children of Jacob, the house of Jacob is a very spiritual people. Sure. They love to approach God. Yes, they do. They want to know his ways. And sometimes it's so, like Paul wrote, with so much zeal that they come up with their own right. That's right. Sometimes. That's right. But the Lord says that you are to, they did approach him, but they forsook the ordinance of God mm -hmm. in that zeal. Sure. And this is why he wants us to get back to paying attention to what we're really supposed to be doing. Sure. Third verse. Yes. He said, wherefore have we fasted? Right. And they say that, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our souls? And there's a connection right there mm -hmm. from a lot of people sometimes don't think that afflict your souls on the Day of Atonement means fast. That's right. But we see it connected right there. It, it, it's it's where we directly. Yeah. That's right. Go ahead. He said, and thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Yeah. A lot of times we feel like because I'm not eating food, mm -hmm. Lord. I'm doing it okay. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Uh-huh. But we got our reality TV shows. Sure. Oh, we're just not eating it with popcorn. That's right. Right? Yeah. So the Lord is saying we're still delighting in all of our own pleasures. Yes. We're just, we're thinking ourselves, you know, holier than thou because we're not eating food. Yes. Is that something? You're right. Coming. Sure. Yeah. Because it's a, you're exacting all your legs. Basically, it's a selfish, it's, it's a fast. That's not regarded because it's a selfish fast and not a selfless one, right? Verse 4. Yes. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate mm. and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Mm. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day 
to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it? Go ahead. A lot of people do this. Uh, Jesus spoke about this where the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, and the wear long robes and mm-hmm. pray long. Sure. They're doing these things a lot for people to have to a be lot of seen a man. Sure. And he said that's their reward. That's their reward. And mm-hmm. the same people that fast, they're doing the same thing. Yes. To show people, I'm serving God. Yeah, I'm serving God. And that's their reward. Well. That's their reward. And the Lord, and the Lord so we see that that's when Jesus showed up. That was nothing new. <laughs> This is Jesus speaking to, to telling Isaiah the same when he came in the flesh. He just reiterated. Uh-huh. But he said, "You're not going to make your voice to be heard on how with such a fast with in the, with, with the mindset of 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 of, of such a fast." Five, verse uh, five. Is it such a fast that I am chosen a day for man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and acceptable day to the Lord? And would the Lord call that acceptable? No, he no. said he's not accepting it. It's a bulrush. You know, a bulrush is like, it's a plant, actually. It's a weed or a shrub, but it's a solitary weed. I looked it up, right? It's a weed that sits in a wet uh, marsh, but it sits solitary. So he said, when he's saying, when you're fasting like Boris, you, it, it's, it, you, it's, it has nothing to do with no one else. It's just you, right? It's not for nobody else, right? So you bow down your head as a Boris, what you call this one? Verse 12. What? And, another thing I just want to Go add ahead, before sir. we read verse 12 is that he tells us, even in verses, uh, we don't have a post, but verse 6 and 7, how uh-huh. a true fast. Oh, okay, well, you want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Let's go read it. It says, um, is not this the fast I have chosen mm-hmm. to loose the bands of wicked? Also, the fast that is acceptable now, because he told you prior to uh, verse 6, the one that is totally unacceptable. But it is a fast, is that right? Fast. So you are not eating and you are not right? But he's saying this is a waste of time. It's in fact. Read it. He said uh, to loose the bands of wickedness. So that's what the fast should be uh, uh, for, to loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To undo the heavy burdens. Wait, so the he- undo means a heavy burdens on not you, on somebody else. This is servitude, right? Sir. This is not as a boros, not, not boros of being solitary. This is a servant's mentality. Go ahead, sir. And to let the oppressed go free. To let the oppressed go free. So this sounds like uh, 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 spiritual warfare that you are engaging into, right? Through fasting. Read it, please. He said, and that ye break every yoke. Wait a minute, that who breaks every yoke? It you. you. So when you are fasting, then you are fasting for the power of God to undo heavy burdens, to break the yoke in others. Is that right? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hum- to the hungry? Wait a minute. Yeah, whose bread? Your bread. So that means that you are blessed with bread then. Is that right? And you're giving it out to people who are homeless, who are hungry, who are needy. This is a servant's fast, right? Because we are servants of God. Is that right? Read, please, sir. And that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. Wait a minute. You have a house? So that means that someone doesn't have one, right? So your fast should be totally to help those who are less fortunate than you are. Is that what your fast should be about? Right. So this, but this is the mind of Christ. 
Is that right? Because in Philippians, there's one segue to Philippians, it says, uh, look not on thine own things, but also on the things of others. Is that right? It said, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus. Is that right? So now we've identified that the mind of Christ is not new. Even in fasting, this is the mind that we should always be fasting for. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me the right spirit. Right? Let us please. It says, when thou seest the naked, thou, that thou covers him, and that thou hide not thyself from thyself. They tell you hide yourself so when you see the naked that you give him clothes, right? That means you got clothes, right? And that you not hide yourself, what? From thy own flesh. So, you know why? Because it is a body that is fitly joined together. Is that right? So, I'm my brother's keeper. And so it's right. So that's not nothing new because when he told Cain, right? Hey, when he killed Abel, he said, listen, uh, uh, when he asked the question, where's our brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. The, the, the first two brothers that was established, the first two brothers that ever existed on the earth, the instruction of keeping your brother was there. Isn't that something? And this is the mindset we're supposed to have as we go on fast. That's not, right. Not to feel all holy and spiritual. That's right. Or to feel like we're uh, we're we're the we're the children of the Lord. We're doing what the Lord says. We're, we're supposed to have this humility and this care for our brothers. Care, care for our brothers who have not been baptized into this body yet. Because like when you weren't baptized into the body. Right before you start keeping a day or tone in the feast days, right? I'm sure prayers were being made for you by somebody. So the Lord said, Pray for all men everywhere. So, how could you not pray for everybody to come into this body when that is directly the will of God? St. John 3 and 16. So, every servant of God should be serving God to his brother. Is that right? I will skip down to verse 12. Yes, sir. I'll read for you. Uh, sure. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. So if we take this mindset and fast with this mindset, yes, sir. then this is what we're going to do. We're going to be repairing yes, God. all way places and be the, repair, be the repairs of the Greek. Yes, sir. And restoring the past to dwell in because the whole world is out of course. Nobody wants to serve anybody. Everybody is gone their own way. The love of many has waxed cold. So when you take on Christ, or Christ or the mind of Christ, you are restoring the past for other. You are the light of the world. Well, here's the past we need to dwell in. Man, look how that brother is treating that brother. Wow, man. Did you that, see what that sister did? You see, did? That sister did? you see what that sister said to, to that brother? After she, after uh, uh, he said something bad to her, how you see her spirit, how it was? It's like it didn't even matter. This is what it is. Verse 13. Read, read. Mm -hmm. It says, if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath. Mm, now notice this. How, why is this aligned with fasting? You, well, it, just, it, it seems like this is going somewhere totally different, right? But he's aligning it with fasting here, right? So if you turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, go ahead. From doing thy pleasure on my holy day. So when we talked about in the day of your, you exact all your pleasure, your labors, right? 
So he's letting you know that whenever you fast, this is a Sabbath day, because this is a Sabbath we're doing, right? But the regular Sabbath comes in too, right? So it, it is a feast day also. You know, it's at the top of the feast, the weekly Sabbath, right? So if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, go ahead. And call the Sabbath a delight. And call it a delight. See, most people, uh, they, you know, they have the mindset of, man, you got to hurry up because the Sabbath is coming in. Oh, man, you know, man, is the sun down yet? So it's not a delight to you, right? You, you need a day of atonement. Man, is it coming now? Man, the sun is coming down that fast? Man, instead of, man, the day of atonement, I get a chance, Lord, to clean my act up, uh, you know, whatever I thought was clean. Lord, this day, you will even clean the secret thoughts, things that I didn't even know I had. That's what secret thoughts is, right? So if you turn away from doing thy pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath of the light, go ahead. The holy of the Lord, honor uh -huh. and shall honor him, uh -huh. not doing thine own way, uh -huh. nor finding thine own pleasure, uh -huh. nor speaking thine own word. Wow. So this is this is all should be about the word of God that you live by, right? Particularly on this day. Is that right? What will the Lord do? 14? Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. So now you know you got sons, right? And when they do things that you approve of, you say, son, boy, let me tell you, you make me happy. You my boy. <laughs> right? I, right? I've got sons too, right? Man, hey, you know, I hope y'all keep it the devil telling me because then I always delight in you as a father. Hey, put them this. I throw that in and watch it. Right? You know, hey. <laughs> The sons don't always do what you tell them because I mean, like Samuel was, was a problem, right? But he had two scandalous boys, so that's a study for another time. <laughs> he said, but he said, Thou shalt have thy delight in the Lord. And what else would he do? And I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth. The high places of the earth, right? That's something that means among kings or and among the princes of this world, which really are nobody outside of God, but he's letting you know where he will place you at to still do the same thing. Fish the man, me. And feed thee with the heritage of Jacob, thy father. What is that heritage, bro, of Jacob? That's something. So he's going to feed you with the heritage, the inheritance. Is that right? For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So it's of a certainty it cannot be void. Is that right? This is some good stuff we're dealing with here. Isn't that something? Let's go to 1 Timothy, the second chapter, and we're going to pick it up at verse 1. And I'll read for you. Okay. 1 Timothy 1. The, the uh, second, second chapter? Yeah, two, one. Mm -hmm. It says, I exhort thee, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And this is something that we, a lot of people don't venture into Paul's right? No, they don't. They, That's a heavy statement right, right there. Like we said earlier, Paul was 2,000 years ahead. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. That's how you yeah. yeah, man out of secret. <laughs> really. Truly, right? But this is the things that Jesus did. So first of all, Jesus is making supplications and prayers and intercessions for us. Yes. And and uh, and so we also, to follow in that, especially once he's taken that light mm -hmm. and put it on us. Sure. To make supplications and prayers. When the Jesus is the light of the world, right? That's correct. But then he turned around and said, you are the light of the world. Isn't that something? So if he's uh, making, now we know that Jesus is only making intercession for the saints. Is that right? We can read that in Romans, right? 
So that means in order to get the benefits of the high priest, you have to become a saint. But the Father's love is bigger because they say, for God so loved the what? That's the difference. But both of them are loving you if you understand it, but he's letting you know in order to get that heritage that we're talking about, you got to be baptized into the body to get the inheritance, right? But the Father wants all to be saved and is not willing that any should perish. So all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving the things be made, what? For all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. What do you mean, the police too? And all the presidents? And prime ministers and dictators all over the world? That's right. But, but here's the reason. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That's why you pray for them. Because if they are out of order and you're in their kingdom, the trickle-down effect is you're going to feel the residuals of that chaos and of that unrighteousness that will be in those kings who are in authority. So your life won't be quiet. And, and no, it won't. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's and, it. And, Go ahead. And it relates to the Day of Atonement because this is what the Lord is doing. He's interceding. For yes, sir. And we all, like you said, He's given us. He said, You are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. And so. Brothers and sisters, just like us tonight, who uh, know this knowledge of the truth, yes. are also to be extending that prayers and intercessions to, 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 to all, all those men, even those men who are contrary to themselves. Because it told you, in, uh, I believe it's in uh, Timothy, uh, that uh, 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 instructing those that oppose themselves. They don't know that they're opposing themselves, but you do. You didn't know that you were opposing yourself when you didn't know about the laws of statutes. But someone who ever preached the gospel to you and how he did it, hopefully he did it with a meek and humble spirit, it entreated you and brought you in. Is that right? Let's go a step further and take a look at this atonement a little bit more. Because God is uh, atoning for all those who want to be atoned for. Go to Leviticus, the 16th chapter. I'll refer to mm -hmm. Leviticus chapter 16, mm -hmm. from the beginning of verse 2. Sure. Where it reads, And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, mm -hmm. which is upon the ark, that he die not, mm -hmm. for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. So he not all times. He, this, this, he could come in the temple, but he couldn't come behind this veil but once a year. We understand. Right? And in fact, in the New Testament, I think it's more definitive. We may get to it. Continue, please. Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. So he's coming in behind this veil. Which What, what was behind the veil? The mercy seat. Well, what's mercy? Mercy is implies that you have offended. Because if you need mercy, that means you're not in a place where you should be. People don't understand that. But guess what? He said his mercies are renewed daily. But that lets you know that there is a throne, a high priest that you can come for behind on this mercy seat, which is Jesus, right? Right? So continue, please. Okay, we're going to skip down to verse 8. Uh -huh. And just for anybody that's new, this scripture here is very instrumental in actually seeing how Jesus really ties 
into the atonement. Yes, sir. That appears to be something for Old Testament children of Israel, yes. of Jacob. Yes, sir. Thank you for to, making that clear. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Verse 8 says, And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, uh-huh. one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. Because here there are two goats that should be brought in, okay? But the cast, the lots are going to be cast for the two goats. One lot is going to be specifically for the Lord, and the other lot is what? For the scapegoat. Now, what is scapegoat? Scapegoat is one that bears the blame for others. That's what a scapegoat is. You're the scapegoat, and I'm going to make you the scapegoat. Okay, man, I'll take the blame, even though I didn't do it. That's what the scapegoat is. So, so we see one lot is for the Lord, and the other is the scapegoat. Nine. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell. Mm-hmm. And offer him for a sin offer. So he's going to offer him for what? A sin offer. Well, what is sin? It is the transgression of the law. So it is offered to remove the offense. That you need mercy. Yes, that you need mercy for. Upon the mercy. Go ahead. Verse 10. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive mm-hmm. before the Lord uh-huh. to make an atonement with him uh-huh. and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. So it's like both of the goats are making an atonement, actually, right? Because one is a sin offering, which is an atonement itself. Is that right? Exactly. And the live goat, it says, also is 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 an atonement. Is that right? Skip down to verse 15. It says, Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people mm-hmm. and bring his blood within the veil and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock mm-hmm. and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. Before the, mer- before the mercy seat and before the mercy seat because you have offended by sinning. Is that right? And that sin offering is for the people. Right? The world that God so loved. Right? This is what this is representing. Verse 16. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place uh-huh. because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel uh-huh. and because of their transgression in all their sins. So it is a payment. It is a bailout. Is that right? Because the wage of the sin is what? It's death. So this is clearly a get off of death row act. Continue, please. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Go ahead, sir. Skipping down to verse 21, it says, And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel Mm -hmm. and all their transgressions and all their sins, Mm -hmm. putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by hand of a fit man into the wilderness. This is the actual, this is Jesus uh, uh, dying, uh, uh, being killed, and raising and to take the sins of the world from the world. If you want your sins taken away. Because this is a voluntary. But this, So this goat is here. These two goats are here to make the atonement. One to actually be the sacrifice of the sin. The, the other represents the taking away of the sins. Is this what it says? So let, you, you want to say something? Yeah. Have you ever watched them? Um, uh, what movie was that where Eddie Murphy played like every character? He does that a lot, but like an Eddie Murphy. So Jesus was actually doing that in that scene. Yes. He, wow. was, he was on the mercy seat. Mm-hmm. He was also the high priest. Yes, sir. And he was both goats. And he's both goats. <laughs> <laughs> he the vibe for the whole book. <laughs> every character. That's good. 
So that's something that we want to keep it so you understand how this atonement applies to every Christian today. Yes, sir. We're going to go into Romans chapter 5 mm-hmm. and take a look at some things mm-hmm. to help it tie this thing together. Romans sure. chapter 5. Uh-huh. And, uh, verse 8. Verse 8. Mm-hmm. It says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being not justified by his blood, we are, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So we were reconciled by the death of that sin offering. That's one goal. Yes, sir. But much more, much more, brother, we're being reconciled and saved through his life. Yes, that's Then by, by the raising of Jesus from the dead. Much more now being what? Justified, right? Justified means to be deemed not guilty, right? So if we're not guilty, uh, then, we, then, uh, then that means there's no sin on us. So we don't have to pay the wage. And we're only justified not by how long we fast today. Mm, 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 mm. We're justified by his blood. His blood, bro. So yes. if, if your doorpost back to the Passover yes, sir. hasn't been covered all the way down to the day of the tomb, yes, sir. you're not going to be justified. That's right. So that means that you can get baptized. And, and That's right, bro. That's, that's, that's heavy, yeah. Yeah, that's that that's that was I gotta get up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's like okay, I need to smell it all. But anyway. <laughs> Man, the Lord's word is just it's so good. It's, oh my god. St. John 1 and verse 29. 29. Uh-huh. The next day John see Jesus coming unto him. And said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's the second goat, right? Jesus did it. Jesus did it. The second goat, right? Laying upon all the sins, right? And, and letting him go in the wilderness. Is that right? Thank you for listening to Preacher Head Ministries with your host, Pastor Stevie Robinson. For more information, please visit our website, PreacherHead.org. Join us each Friday night at 9 p.m. on our YouTube channel, Preacher Head Ministries for our live weekly Friday night Bible study class. Our phone number is 1-800-231-2016. Again, that's 1-800-231-2016. We bid you grace and peace in Jesus' mighty name. Preacher Head. Preacher Head.